Hi, this is Elaine Travis. I am a salon owner, expert colorist, educator, and author, and you are listening to Ask the Color Expert. Hello, and welcome to the first podcast from Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I've been a hairdresser for 30 years. I've owned my salon for 28 years. But in the last seven years, my passion has been paying it forward and teaching the new up-and-coming stylist coming into the industry how to simplify the startup process, how to jump right in and be more successful quicker. We're in a whole new world in the hair industry. No longer do people want to shampoo and fold towels and smocks and tear foil and just be a behind-the-scenes person in the salon environment. With internet, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all the social media, the new breed of stylists wants to hit the ground running and get started. But what I've observed as a 30-year veteran is they kind of want to skip all the important things that you need to have the base to be able to grow. So I've taken it on as my personal mission to try to reach as many of these people trying to skip that step and finding them at their most frustrated and talking them off the ledge of leaving the industry versus taking a little step back and starting fresh. Um, The reason I'm so passionate about that is because that's my story. I went to beauty school in 1986. Uh, Hair color was just really starting to be an in-salon service and starting to grow. There was maybe three brands of color in 1986, Miss Clairol, Rue, And I'm not even sure if there was, I guess L'Oreal was around, but I'm not sure what the brand was. Uh, So when I started out, I really didn't learn enough in beauty school to understand color. So being the body girl that I am, I thought I could kind of fake it till I make it and just fake my way and pretend that I understood it, but that I just didn't think that it was all that important. So my, when I finished beauty school, um, The majority of my class had already been working at a salon, and they were planning on just staying where they were and growing within that salon. I, during beauty school, worked at a comedy club, um, being a waitress during the comedy acts, which was great for my sense of humor, but not so great for my salon job. So when I got out, I, you know, of course, every job that I looked at the description of, they wanted you to start behind the bowl Uh, assisting other people and putting your time in. So I thought I was way too cool for that. I had started doing hair in literally fifth grade. My girlfriend let me cut her hair in fifth grade. And it was such a great experience for both of us that I decided this is what I wanted to do. So I was your typical kitchen beautician who thought I knew everything. My cutting skill was completely by feel. I just kept cutting the hair until I thought it looked good. There was no system, no angles, no... Uh, no, it was a mess. There was no, there was no rhyme to any reason. It was just kind of keep cutting until it looked good. And it worked. And I always had a massive amount of people coming into my kitchen to get their hair done, but that was not the best way to grow a career. So when I graduated, I planned on spending two weeks at the beach before I even thought about getting a job or looking for a job. And a friend of mine's father who owned a little local mom and pop salon, called me on the phone and offered me a job. 
So, of course, I was very impressed that he didn't even want to interview me. And I thought it was just because I was fabulous. But really, it was because he didn't have a whole lot of people lining up to work in his very outdated salon. So... I never took the time to go visit the salon. I never had a formal interview. I said, yes, I would love a job. Can I start in two weeks? I'm going to the beach. And that's how my career began. So there's so many things wrong with this picture that now I can look back on and laugh and realize how bad of a plan that was. But for me, I had a giant ego. I was 80% confidence, 20% skill. And I thought that this man saw in me what I saw in me and thought, that I was ready for a chair and didn't need any additional coaching or teaching. And as you can imagine, that was not true. So I had arrived. I had my own chair right out of beauty school, which is an amazing thing. But my chair was purple and the owner's chair was orange and the other girl's chair was black. And it was kind of like a mishmash of whatever furniture he had handed down to him from the prior owner. The average age of a client was 75 to near death with, you know, full on oxygen being towed it to the appointment. So the one good thing about this start was that it was entirely up to me to grow my base. I was not going to inherit anyone and I surely was not going to get walk-ins. Um, looking back on that experience, what I should have done and what I am telling you that is a great way to go about your career at this point is... Seek out the best salon in your area, a person who you look up to, who's a mentor to you, who you want your career to emulate. Look online, look at Yelp reviews, look on Google, top five salons in my area, any kind of search that can lead you to the salon of your choice where you want to call home. Uh, a lot of people don't believe in spending a lot of time in one salon, but I can say looking back, over my career that that really is the best plan. Clients get really annoyed when you're constantly jumping from salon to salon. Even if you're growing and even if it's always onward and upward, it really gets old for the client to keep following you. And, and they're always anxious about when they're going to call and you're not going to be at that salon. So in retrospect, uh, what I should have done is gone to my step two, which was, you know, I kept talking clients out of getting their hair color done at the first salon because I did not know what I was doing. And the owner of the salon had three magic formulas, one for reds, one for brunettes and one for blondes. So he was not going to be the person that was going to set my color career on fire. So when I saw what was happening, I, I stuck it out for about a year and I got pretty busy, but it was all haircuts, uh, updos for weddings, perms were really big at the time. So I did more perms than I would have liked to. And I realized I was going nowhere quickly at really low prices. And this was not a career that I could sustain. So rather than what was tempting was to go back to college and take a whole new route. But I knew from doing this from fifth grade that this was my passion and I had to make it work. So I looked for a large salon that had an established training program. And while my ego took a hit with, you know, having my own chair and, and seeing my own clients and then going back to being behind the scenes and tearing foils and handing things to a much more veteran colorist, it really was the right thing to do. So because I had the drive and the passion, I was able to move through the training program in three months 
versus the two years that they told you was going to be uh, the growth plan for the position. So even if a salon tells you that it's going to take a lot longer, if you have the drive and the ability to go above and beyond, be on time, always have your hair and makeup done, you are on stage at all times. Don't show up hungover and throw your hair up in a bun on top of your head and expect to move beyond your coworkers and go further in your career than you thought that you would if you're not going to put the effort in. Clients want to look at someone pretty doing their hair. They want someone to care about their appearance, to dress the part. If you want to do, at some point, a $100 haircut, you better be dressed to do a $100 haircut. You better look good. Even if the clothes are inexpensive, they should look like they're put together and accessorized and that you actually cared in the morning of. So take the time, find a good mentor. I'm going to be sharing lots of tips and tricks on these podcasts. I hope that you'll take a little nugget of something that I say and it will help you grow faster and smarter than I did. I've learned a lot along the way and I'm happy to share. I hope you'll share this podcast with your friends in the industry and that you will come see me when I do live shows. My next show is IBS Las Vegas in June. I'll be doing two of my favorite free classes. The first one being Conversations in Color is my absolute favorite. It's like an open mic for hair color. You never know what I'm going to say, what I'm going to share. It's kind of whatever pops into my head and whatever question comes up. So it's always very entertaining. Uh, The other class is the art of consultation. I'm a firm believer that most people skip this really important part of the service. I do a consultation every single visit. I don't care if you've been with me one minute or 30 years. I still want to check in with you. How are you? How's your hair working? I was thinking about you this morning when I was getting dressed. I saw a photograph on Pinterest that I thought was awesome for you. It it, offers you a slight change without giving you a heart attack. These are all ways of conversing with your client and letting them know how important they are to you and you actually thought of them. It's very simple little things that will help you to grow your client base really quickly and make you successful with little small things that don't cost you any time or money, but make you stand out from the crowd. So stand out, do things differently, care about your career, and join me for my next podcast. Thanks for listening.